Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is Minnesota Mafia, Wayne to Nation, presented by Casey's General Store and Dry Dean from the 41st Annual Agco Jackson Nationals. Now, live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. Hey, 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 it is time for the 41st Annual Agco Jackson Nationals. And you've got Minnesota Mafia, Wing Nation, presented by Dry Dean right now here in the Beer Garden. And we are glad you joined us here on wingnation.com on our Facebook page. And for the next three nights, we are going to have the best drivers in all of sprint car racing right here on Wing Nation. So glad you've joined us. Those of you joining us here in the beer garden, we're glad you're here as well. We see a lot of people down through the uh, under the grandstands in the shaded areas. Good to have you here as well. And we are set for a great, great program today. On the guest list today, James McFadden and Brooke Tattnall. We've got Jacob Allen and Austin McCarl. Carson Macedo, Mark Dobmeyer, Brian Brown, Linton Jeffrey, Justin Henderson, and Ian Madsen, and Aaron Crocker, Evernham is alongside. <laughs> What's going on, girl? We survived uh, survived some uh, crazy weather this morning yeah, getting yeah. here to Jackson. Yeah, our ride from the airport was very interesting. It was nice little, uh, I think they call those shelf clouds. Yeah, yeah, shelf yeah, clouds. That was, uh, it was intense, a lot of lightning, but the storms rolled out of here around one or two, so I'm, I'm Yep. Look, we're about to go racing. I know. Track looks good. Everything looks really good. The blue sky in the air. We got a little wind here, and it's uh, it's uh, it's acting up. You can hear it a little bit in the microphones. It's helping uh, your hair, though. It's helping my hair exactly. Uh, Ryan Taylor would be proud of these luscious locks just glowing in the wind. So uh, it's uh, it's poster material. So, but yeah, <laughs> it is uh, it is cool. We are here, and, and for those of you here, come on down to the beer garden and join us. Right directly in front of us is the uh, beer tent. Okay, and they've got a great question. Located. Right here off to our right is the penalty box. That's the uh, hard liquor stand. Okay, that's yes. a good spot to be. And to our other side is Smoking Butts and Bones Barbecue and Cheese Curd Corn Dog Mini <laughs> Donuts. So we have got everything you need to go racing here tonight right down here in the beer garden. And as a matter of fact, we've got drivers joining us here. Justin Henderson's in the house. Hey, man, how are you? Doing really good. Excited to be here. I can't believe, like you said, I can't believe the job they've done on the racetrack already considering the rain just moved out. So should be a good night for racing. Well, I know. You you woke up this morning, uh, as we all did, and we saw the rain. I think the only consolation is this year we've been so used to that. It's not anything new. But, man, it's been a frustrating year for getting started for all of us, though. Yeah, definitely. I was watching the radar this morning. Our, our town was flooded, uh, you know, Farmer's Field. All the corn stalks blocked up the storm sewers. So they were flooded the roads already this morning and cars were stalled out in Sioux Falls. So it was nice to see that a large section of that missed the Jackson area. And uh, you guys kind of got clipped, so to speak, by the edge of that. So uh, even though it was a lot of rain, it could have been worse. Justin, the races that you've gotten in, I think you said only eight times this year, which is crazy. Um, how has it been? You're in a kind of a new car. You ran a little bit with them last year, but talk about your year so far. Yeah, really, I can't be too disappointed with the way our year has gone so far with Mike Sandvig and, uh, and the Morton Buildings Triple X Rider Engines uh, special. We've been really happy with the way that, uh, that it's come along. I'm doing all the chassis development and, and set up, uh, you know, obviously taking suggestions from Mike as well, but uh, not really my best uh, my strongest suit so i'm i'm happy with the way things are coming and we're we're working together like i say i would like to have a lot more shows under my belt i think we'd be a little bit farther along but uh just try to get 
you know, geared up here for nationals, that's the big one, obviously. That's the challenge, and it's a challenge that you've had here in the upper Midwest, the world of outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars have had. Joining us, one of the regulars on the tour, Ian Madsen's here. Hey, man, how are you? Good to see you, man. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're just talking to Justin, and he's talked about he's only got eight races in, so you've done a few more than that. But you guys have felt the same deal also as far as the uh, the weather goes. How tough is it to how tough has it been to get a rhythm going this year with with the amount of rain that we've had? Yeah, I think I think we were batting at about 50% there wow. at, one, at one point of the year and uh, you know, it's um it's different when you race locally because you're if it rains out you're at home. So, you know, a lot of the nights you're still out on the road and it rains out and it, it can get tough mentally because, you know, you're out there and uh, you're not really doing anything. So, yeah. um you just have to tough it out and uh you know, you know, when we get to this point, um, the weather gets better, and yeah. and we get to do some more racing. Yeah, has sure. your bowling game come around then, since you've had so many nights off? <laughs> oh, my drinking game has. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, uh, is, uh, is bowling something that you, what do you, what is, is bowling, or what, what is something you do when you're on the road? Is it, are there things, or is it sitting in a bar and drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I mean... It's tr I try to go to the hotel gym, and then, um, and then you know, before you know it, you're in a bar drink. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, it's much better that you way. Earn if you're going, your drink. Yeah, you yeah. justify it that way. I went to the gym so I could get a I could get a frosty cold. Yeah, exactly. Love it. I love the way this guy thinks. Ian, you mentioned uh, being racing close to home. This is close to home for you. How nice is it after all those rainouts, being all over the country, to kind of be back in the Midwest? Yeah, it's awesome. The whole month of June is uh, is really good for for us and our team because we're based in Des Moines and. Uh, I think for the whole month of June, we're never more than you know six, five or six hours away. So um, it's just good to be back in your own bed as as much as you can, and uh, and uh, just try and try and relax and um, have some downtime. Yeah, for sure, it has to be nice. That is for sure. Justin, as you look at where you're at now, uh, first season, and we've talked about the lack of racing, okay? But now I think in the eight races, I think there's like three top five finishes. So you, you it, it looks like you've been rolling along pretty good. How have things been with the new team? Do you do you feel like you're do you feel like that once you get racing on a regular basis, you're you're off to a good start and can get going pretty good? Yeah, I think that for sure. I mean, the motors are strong. I've this is the first time I've really raced a season with rider engines uh, since the time I was back in in PA and first started with Steve Miller and Lost Creek Karts. So to have uh, to have strong rider engines is is fantastic, and the motors are running great. So I think it's really just a, a matter of time. I mean, obviously, three top fives isn't where I want to be. I want them all to be top fives with with three wins, but it's. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to develop that stuff. I haven't run a triple X with any regularity for quite some time, so there's a little bit of setup uh, to come across there. I'm on new shocks this year for me. I've never run FK shocks with any sort of regularity, so that's something that I'm getting used to, but they're very comfortable right off the bat, so I'm really, really happy with the shocks that, uh, that uh, Mikey Schurz has rebuilt for us through FK. Ian, still on the theme of, of racing close to home, being back in the Midwest in the, in the dark clay, as a driver, is there some comfort level to be back on the tracks? I mean, you ran Knoxville Weekly for years. Um, I don't, not really. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can get your ass kicked with the Order of Outlaws <laughs> on any racetrack. So. Good point, good point. Um, I don't know, it's just good to be home. Um, obviously, I really enjoy racing Knoxville and, yeah. uh, and around here. They're, they're really good tracks and good facilities, but um, I don't think there's an, have an advantage or anything like that. Um, it's just... Uh, the competition level is so insane out out here, and uh, it just doesn't matter where you race yeah. anymore. Ian, you know, I, I, we've been we've been talking about this. Aaron and I have been talking about this all year long. You say the competition level has been insane. It just seems like every year does. I mean, and maybe it's just us watching on Dirt Vision, but it just seems like it gets ratcheted up every year to another notch. Is is that what you guys see where you're at now here in 2019? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, you know, just. Every not just the out, not just the world of outlaws. I feel like everywhere you go now, yeah. um, you know the the car counts aren't what they used to be at a lot of places. But it just seems like everywhere you go, there is a, there is more guys capable of winning on every, any given night. Yeah, they can hit their stride. I mean, I remember when you first started. I, and I'm not talking bad by any means, but then you hit your stride and you couldn't be beat. It just it seems like a guy can go for so long, and all of a sudden it can be anybody. It could be old, it could be young, whatever. All of a sudden they hit their stride and you can't pass them. Yeah. Justin, how do you keep your confidence level up? We talked a little bit about this before the show, but having only run eight races and you're coming in, they've run I don't know how many total, 20, 25, 30. Uh, how do you? We're talking about that competition level. How do you keep your confidence high enough to go out there and know you can compete against these guys? It's a lot of things, honestly. That's that's kind of something that. It's tough for me and only having eight races in uh 
if I don't think about it, it's a lot easier to keep my confidence <laughs> level up. Um, so I shouldn't ask that question. Yeah, it's, it's something that I work on. I mean, you basically have to tell yourself, I beat every one of these guys at a certain point, so I know I can beat them tonight. Um, that's one way to look at it, and I know that I've got quality equipment right now with, with Mike Sandvig doing his best, so there's no reason why I can't beat you know, Ian Madsen or, or Donnie Schatz or any of these guys other than the fact that Donnie's the best in the world. But you just kind of <laughs> try to forget about that when he's right in front of you and, and get past him and move on if you can. Ian, when we when we look at where you guys are at, your performance, how would you assess your season? What types of things are you working on here? We're getting close to the month of money. Well, the month of money might start Saturday night here anymore. It might be the six weeks or two months of money. H assess where you guys are at and what, you, what you're working on as you get into this busy time of the year. Uh, I feel like we've had a you know pretty pretty reasonable year. Um, I think the, fu the funniest part of the, this year is I feel like uh, a lot of the places we struggled at last year we've, we've been really good at, and yeah. then a lot of the places we were good at last year <laughs> we've, we've struggled at. Um, and then we got into a few weeks there where we, we just had a run of bad luck as well. And um, but I feel like we're we're going to turn it around here soon. And uh, you know this is really the month. The next two months is really when you need to get going. So yeah, um, yeah we just need to do our job for sure. Justin, you mentioned that you're running a different set of shocks this year, FK shocks. For a driver, describe to our our, our fans and listeners like the, the different feel that a different type of shock will give you. I mean, obviously it depends on what package you're running in. I understand you can make adjustments all the time, but overall. The shocks make such a difference on these cars. Yeah, I came off of uh, largely CSI shocks last year and moved on to FKs when I got in with Mike Sandvig, and I noticed instant stability and grip above and beyond what I had with those shocks. Now, that doesn't mean that those you can't develop that with those CSIs. That yeah. just means where their program was at that time with their car. But uh, the way that Mike has his car with our, with our base uh, baseline setup and with these FK shocks on, it just felt like the car was instantly more stable and comfortable and had more grip right off the bat. Wow, that's got to be great. More, uh, stability in a sprint car has got to be the ultimate challenge to find that so you feel like you can wheel it that extra end. I've, I've never driven one. The three of you have all, three of you have all great careers driving these cars. That stability, is that what it takes to get you that extra tenth of a second, extra little bit into the corners? Sure, you feel that little bit of extra stability. You've got that little bit of extra confidence and you go just a little bit faster. It creates that much more wind on the wing and sticks you that much longer and, you know, maybe gets you just past the guy's left front instead of making contact or whatever it might be. You know, it's just a little bit of extra, uh, a tenth here, a tenth there, all of a sudden your confidence grows a little here and grows a little there and you're driving that much harder. And it's not like you don't want to drive the car harder, it's just instant. It, as soon as you're comfortable, you do things that you couldn't do before and that leads to something else that you couldn't do before and you know, it just kind of keeps going up yeah. the ladder. Makes total sense, it really does. And speaking of, of confidence, when you're on the tour with these guys and the competition level is so crazy, how do, how do you keep your confidence up? Is there like, there are nights you just have small victories. Like, yeah, you didn't think you had a top 10 car, but you did. Like, how, how do you mentally keep up that confidence? Yeah, the, the, the Water of Outlaw deal is just, I think it's all about small victories. You know, yeah. th there's some nights you're starting 24th and, yeah. you know, that's a top 10 is going to be a win for the team that night. Or some nights you go to Pennsylvania and and <laughs> you just <laughs> feel happy making the race. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like Justin said before, you just, uh, you've, uh, you know, a got this far and you just you just really need to remind yourself that you've came this far and, and you deserve to be out there and with everyone else well you guys certainly have done dynamite work and we've always enjoyed uh, following it and coming along with it and uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed chatting with you tonight we appreciate the time we wish you the best here three nights of racing here at Jackson Justin we appreciate you joining us here Thank you very much for having me. Ian, thank you for joining us as well. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You got it. And uh, by the way, those of you here at Jackson, we've got Wing Nation Apparel. Ian's a better half. is our, our uh, She's selling the apparel here, working with us tonight. And so we have got Wing Nation Apparel hats and stickers and shirts right here next to the stage. So make sure you stop down and get your Wing Nation Apparel. We do need to step away. When we come back, Dynamite, Mark Dobmeyer, or is it? Dob the Bounty Hunter, and the Carson Macedo, they join us next. At Adco Corporation, no other agricultural company in the world offers a more comprehensive range of machines and equipment than we do. Our brands are respected, they're experienced, they're diverse, they're forward-thinking, and that's why Adco strives to offer more solutions for farmers than any other agricultural company. No matter your destination, you can expect more with Featherlight. Pioneering the way toward dependable hauling for over 45 years, Featherlight has an aluminum trailer for you. 
Featherlight trailers come with innovative features and incredible versatility that make hauling your race cars, ATVs, motorcycles, horses, livestock, or other cargo easy year-round. Find your Featherlight fit for you today. Go to FTHR.com to find your local Featherlight dealer or to see what's new in the Featherlight lineup. Since the dawn of American industry, Drydeen was there as the country built its first roads, laid the blocks of its factories, and spanned rivers with new bridges and rails. Today, with Drydeen's all technology, we instill this heritage into every Drydeen oil, lubricant, fluid, and DEF product we make. Drydeen is a tradition of performance with 21st century technology. Drydeen, official motor oil of the world of outlaws and always American owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, this is Minnesota Mafia Winged Nation, presented by Casey's General Store and Drydeen. Live from the Adco Jackson Nationals, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. Is. It is Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Drydeen. Some of our partners here, Agco, Casey's General Store, Todd's Beer Cave, TL Racing, and JD Welding helping us bring this show to life here at the Beer Garden. We're at the Miller Lite stage here at the Jackson Nationals, ready for the 41st running of the Agco Jackson Nationals. $41,000 on the line Saturday night, and we're joined by a couple of guys that would certainly like to cash that big check. Runs for Kyle Larson Racing. Carson Macedo's here. Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. $41,000 would look awful good going into that KLR Carson Macedo bank account after Saturday, wouldn't it? That'd be pretty nice. It's uh, it's pretty cool what Todd Green's done with this whole event. Jackson Nationals, it's it's starting to become one of those marquee events that you look forward to every year. So uh, they had the live you know, DJ and band and all yeah. that stuff last night, and everybody was here. We got to bring our callers out and... Uh, what an experience. I just think it's uh, a really cool event. Really truly is. Alongside a guy that uh, doesn't want the world of outlaw drivers to uh, to take this one. He wants <laughs> to keep the money here locally. Mark Dobmeyer's in the house. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing just great. Thanks for having me on again. That is good. That is good. We had Mark on <laughs> our MAV TV show. We, we were just going there, okay? And we found out he's a, we found out that he's a bounty hunter. you got to go back, and you can go on Lucas Oil Racing app, and you can see our MAV TV show with Mark Dobmeyer, the bounty hunter. And uh, so uh, you got a, got a few days off from the Bale Bondsman shop and the radiator <laughs> shop to come racing with us this weekend. Yeah, I sure did. Uh, you know, there, I got, uh, just like my race team, I got a great crew back at home as well, so my, uh, my radiator <laughs> shop is the big gig obviously and we're uh, fixing cars and radiators and air conditioners and it's hot out around here so we've been busier than heck and uh, I got a great crew back there working and uh, yeah I snuck away from the bail bonds as well. Well he gave me his card so I'm hooked up <laughs> if I ever get to Grand Forks and the car has a Dobmeyer bonding okay on it over 24 hours that's good okay but the beauty of this thing on the back is my bond conditions okay <laughs> do not leave the area without permission okay do not change address without permission next appearance everything so uh aaron i'm uh i don't know if i'm in good shape well if i end yeah. up meeting mark when i go to grand Forks, you're I not, might in, not good be in good shape, shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. man we could take this show a whole other course right now i mean i've got a lot of questions but i'll try to stick to sprint car racing <laughs> you bet. Uh, mark I, you know you race uh river cities um kind of m local midwest how cool is it for you when the outlaws come to town and you get to like like Carson mentioned, a big event like this, a big marquee event with a lot, a lot of money on the line. Oh, it is absolutely awesome. I mean, anytime, I mean, these guys are the best in the country. So when you get them close to your hometown, I mean, with my work schedule, I can't, I can't travel with them and go all over the country. So when anytime you get them anywhere in the Midwest or we get close, we obviously try uh, meet up with them and give them a run for their money. Carson, I'll, I'll kind of take that question and kind of flip it the other direction. As the world of outlaw driver, and and you've spent all your life traveling. I mean, you spent a fair amount of time in California, but then you got on the road to the All Stars and. It, but as you go from region to region to region, uh, what's that challenge like to roll in? You, you roll into Pennsylvania, you got certain guys you roll into Ohio, got guys you know you're going to have to deal with Dob Meyer up here when you come to this area, and Brownie and guys like that. What's that like for you? Do you guys, you, you know, how, 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 much do you, how much do you factor that in to, get, to getting around these places and getting set to go? Yeah, I think that's what makes the world of outlaws what it is. I think that's what makes it so unique. Um, you know, you hear guys say, oh, man, I've been running great with the outlaws, but 
I, you know, I thought the same thing in the beginning of the year when I was in California, and then you leave and you, you hit Pennsylvania, and, you know, yeah. I went into PA fourth in points and left in seventh. You know, I mean, oh it's just, it's, it's so tough everywhere you go, and, you know, you go to, to the Dakotas and you have a guy like Mark that could beat you on any given night. I mean, you go to Pennsylvania, you obviously deal with the 69K and the 48 and <laughs> all those good guys, and then, like you said, you go to Ohio, it's just, there's good guys that race really competitive. Um, Brian Brown's another one in their region and as a world of outlaw driver you're you're expected to come in and compete at their level uh you know night in and night out where they race at every week and i i think that's what makes the world of outlaws so tough it makes it so unique and uh, it's really opened my eyes i mean doing the outlaw tour is is yeah. one of the toughest things i've ever done and um yeah it's no joke mark a, a similar question i mean you kind of dominate river cities i don't know how many wins you have there every time i look at the results you're at the top of the charts so for you coming to an outlaw show like that how do you, uh, I guess, confidence-wise, or, I mean, it's got to be a different mentality. You know, you, when you it go to, to River Cities, you know you, you're most likely going to run podium. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's been uh, on the frustrating side for me. It seems like <laughs> we can go on the weekly shows there, and, and probably the biggest difference is we got to run different tires. We run a lot of harder tires. So when the outlaws come around, you get to put on a, a gummy right rear, so to say, and, you know, it changes your car. It changes everything that you're doing with it. So we've... Uh, it's yeah i've had podium finishes there and i've i've podium finished with the outlaws we were second last year to donnie shots coming from deep in the field but we just uh, we seem to struggle early in the night qualifying in that and then it puts us behind the eight ball and we got to race our way through it through the night and kind of adjust on the car as we go so uh you think i get it figured out by now but we haven't so we're just uh, still swinging away at it and uh, <laughs> we'll get after it you like a lot of other people and carson i'm going to take mark's answer qualifying being so important how does a team focus I, I can't imagine you go out and you run two hot laps and and your most important lap is coming up right then how does a young driver how does a team how much energy do you have to put into that as well and how do you do that because it's not like you have six hours of practice to try it how do you do that yeah so I, I agree with what Mark said I mean qualifying is is one of the toughest parts of the night now yeah. um, it basically shapes the rest of your night you know if you qualify well it makes things a lot easier You're out in clean air in your heat race you, know, you get a good start you jump into that lead, maybe into second, you lock yourself into the dash, and then you start in those first few rows. And from there, it just, it doesn't get easier, but it just, it, it's so much harder now with how equal everybody is to race in 30 year, to race back there with those guys. And, and it's, and that's another thing in an outlaw show. I mean, you start 15th and there's three or four guys that are starting around you on 14th, 13th, you know, 16th that are regular guys that can win on any given yeah, night. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's no slouches in the field any night. So, mm. um, yeah, qualifying's huge. I mean, you put yourself in that good position, and we try to prepare for it as much as the team. It's, it's one of the things that we put the most emphasis on because we feel like it's the best way to set ourselves up for a good night. And Mark, speaking of, of qualifying, you talk about you're used to running a different tire. So you come to this track, you you got a softer tire, you get about three laps of practice. How do you uh, how do you go about your setup? Is it kind of going off of notes from the past, or is it notes just from the past <laughs> and a uh, little bit of luck? And you yeah. make you make your best decision. Use your use your judgment. Sometimes you uh, use your instinct and just kind of. Uh, you uh, just use your best judgment and go for it. And how different is that tire that you're used to? Is it a lot harder? It, it's a lot softer. Oh, I, yeah, the, the, the tire that I use that I usually use is uh, it's a, a medium, and it's, okay. it's it's a lot harder than yep. than the uh, soft tire we get to run here. I, so that's something that's really frustrated me in the past about racing in California. Is I wished I begged all the series to get on the same tire. Yeah. So when the outlaws come to town, we're already in the ballpark. You know, you you set your race car up for this certain right rear tire, and then when the outlaws come to town. They're already been on this tire. They know what they need with it, and you're sitting there searching because you, you know, you've been on this other tire the whole time. It just—it would be so much easier if we could just all get on the same program. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if Mark agrees with that. Yeah, I do. By that's, far. that's interesting. Yeah, and I—I I, I mean, I know they're all Hoosiers, but different, different style, different, different types of tires. So, um, Mark, when we look at uh, this area, you're from this area, and when you see this, and you mentioned it in your first answer, this facility, this event. It, this is this has got to be amazing. Aaron, we rode in here three years ago, and Aaron's <laughs> and, and and I'll be completely honest. Aaron said, "I remember this place. It used to be somewhat of a dump. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a little now, different word. Uh, yeah, but yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> now this is amazing what Todd has put together here. It, it absolutely is. I was fortunate enough to be able to run here that first year that he redid it all and uh, put the new grandstands up and everything. We ran for points. We actually won the championship yeah, that right. year. And, and uh, I missed it last year because I only got back here for this show last year um, just because racing schedules and whatnot were changing around. But uh, it is amazing what he's done with the facility. I've raced here for years, and it was uh, 
Yeah, it, it wasn't the most desirable track, and it was a uh, it was a paperclip track, and the wind blew so bad it usually blew you right off the back stretch, and it was uh, wow. just a different uh, facility. But with all the concrete he's put in here, and uh, just all the all the upgrades, it's just absolutely amazing from the from the back pit area to to up here to uh, I mean just a beautiful area to park all the t-shirt trailers and have uh, have something for all the fans that are tailgating out here to go out and do and activities and it's amazing yep, really it is. really is an amazing change Carson you had a chance to run here last year I read with the all-stars what did you um what did you take away from that I mean it's it, your, your rookie year on the outlaw tour but you do have one run race here before yes yeah, so, uh, I felt like it was like a mini Knoxville and I've heard a lot of people say that if you even look at it you can see similarities in it yeah. um, it's a three-eighths but uh, it races like a bigger track in my opinion uh, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun the last time we were here. The track changed a lot throughout the race. You know, early in the race, it was pretty good on the bottom, and then it migrated to the top. And then I think the last five or six laps it ended up taking rubber. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the track taking rubber if it's the last five six laps yeah. of the race. I mean, it, it it definitely throws a wrench in there. Who finds it first? Who gets to it? And who can make up as many spots before everybody kind of gets in line? So um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I watched all three nights of of the Jackson Nationals last year and. Every night was good racing, so I think the fans are in for a treat. So we know what Mark does in his downtime. He'd be rebuilding <laughs> radiators and chases people around with guns and police and everything else. You've had downtime on the road. What's what's road life like for you? Is there uh, is there something these rain delays that you guys as a team do? We found out Ian Madsen just says I end up going to the gym and then end up at the bar. Um, <laughs> what what is what, do you have a go-to activity when you guys are on the road? Maybe having some downtime, especially with the weather we've had this year. Yeah, I'd say the gym is pretty is a pretty popular answer. I mean, when you're sitting in a hotel room yeah. and they got a hotel gym, you 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 know it's good for you anyway to go down there and get some time in it. But um, other than that, I mean, I just like going out and finding things in the area. I mean, this is the first year I've been out here. I know yeah. Ian hasn't been out here a long time either. But you know, you there's always little things in the area that people say is cool to do. Or a lot of the times, I try and find somebody with a boat because I really love to wakeboard and wake surf and all that stuff but sometimes you're not fortunate enough to be in an area where all that's possible but yeah i mean just trying to find something fun to do i'd say for the most part sounds good sounds like a plan well fun to do is the jackson nationals and we certainly wish you guys carson thanks for joining us thanks for it. having me guys it's it. always a pleasure absolutely mark dynamite dobmeyer thanks for joining us man wish you the best this weekend you bet thanks for having me on again there we go mark dobmeyer and uh carson macedo joining us here hey you can clap here you can clap for these guys that's right we got a crowd gathering here everyone's dodged the rain dodged the wind and we are having a ball we're glad you joined us it is minnesota mafia wing nation presented by drydeen when we come back we have got linton jeffrey brian brown coming up later on the program jacob allen austin mccarl james mcfadden Brooke Tadnell, stay with us. It's Wing Nation from Jackson. More in just a moment. Where are all the Can-Am ATVs and side-by-sides coming from? I see a lot of people riding Can-Ams around the Lakes area and surrounding towns. Jaycox Implement and Lake Park must be offering free test drives and all their Can-Am in stock inventory. Jaycox and Lake Park is selling a ton of these units. It makes sense, you know, because when owning a Can-Am, the ride says it all. They also offer all accessories to customize your Can-Am ride. Test drive one today. In stock and ready to rock. Jaycox Implement in Lake Park, Iowa. <laughs> Todd's Beer Cave is located in Rock Rapids, Iowa, and it's Northwest Iowa's largest beer cave. Todd's Beer Cave is your one-stop shop for beer, liquor, and Iowa lottery tickets. You can always find handmade breakfast pizzas, burritos, and more served fresh daily. Stop in on your way to the track and fill up with Shell quality fuels or access their 24-hour pumps. Todd's Beer Cave in Rock Rapids, Iowa is a proud sponsor of the Jackson Motorplex and Jody Rosenboom Racing. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, this is Minnesota Mafia Winged Nation, presented by Casey's General Store and Drydeen. Live from the Adco Jackson Nationals, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. All right, all right, we're on the Miller Lite stage. Everyone's gathering around. Y'all having a good time? You ready to see some racing? Oh, yeah. Crowd is gathering in here. Thursday night show. We'll be back Friday night and Saturday night for the big one with $41,000 to win. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here. It is Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Dry Dean. Other sponsors, Featherlight. Of course, Dry Dean, Minnesota Mafia, Can-Am, and Weikert's Livestock, another one of our partners here on the show. So we appreciate everyone supporting us here. So uh, we've been all over the map as far as racers from here and there. Uh, now we're going to focus on a couple of Midwestern guys that are hoping to cash that big check on Saturday night. 
uh, part of the racing family from down in uh, Iowa. Um, Austin McCarl's in the house. Hey, man, how are you? Great, great to be here. Good to see you, man. Alongside of him, Brian Brown on Casey's General Store Night is in the house. Welcome aboard. Good to see you again, Brownie. Yeah, two Casey's guys, so we gotta, I know. we got to get it done tonight, and uh, we'll have some pizza afterwards. That's it. I know. Last year, you, you came with pizzas. Yeah, you guys didn't thank me, <laughs> so I just figured this year, you know. Oh, there we go. Well, we didn't know last year. Okay, so last year, Brownie shows up with pizza. Well, he was on right after the Shark Racing Boys. Well, you talk about sharks in the water. When <laughs> Logan and Jacob saw those pizzas, I am telling you what, they were they gone. Did. I Smell mean, blood in the water. They did, exactly. Yeah, we learned what the shark racing meant. It yeah. was the blood in the water. It was a, it was a Casey's pizza. So uh, amazing stuff really is, and uh, good fun. Always good to see you guys. Always good to have you. Austin, as, as we look at where you're at and how things have been, how, how would you assess the season so far? Uh, up and down. We yeah. uh, we haven't really, I feel like we can't get any sort of rhythm with this rain. We, we race, and then we have about a month off, it seems like, and then we race again, and like last week, we get all the way to the feature and, and have it rain. So, I mean, Mother Nature's played a huge role, and I think our year so far, just kind of trying to get going as much as we can, and the intermediate time off, I think, has hurt us a little bit, but uh, we're gaining every time we get on the racetrack. We've uh, we tried some things at the beginning of the year at Knoxville that I didn't like too much, but we've kind of gone back to where we were last year, and we've gotten better every week, so... Like I said, we just got to keep plugging away and uh, get as many laps under our bed as we can. Well, Brian, I'd ask you how to assess your year, but I, I would <laughs> say it's pretty good. You've got a, a lot of wins under your belt. You win with the Outlaws just a few weeks ago. Um, but talk about it from your perspective. Yeah, it's been good. We've been really, really good at Knoxville and kind of so-so everywhere else. So that's kind of our goal when we come to places like this. You know, we were third here at the Jackson on the final night last year, but we just got to have good runs at these places too. We Knoxville, we, we've got a pretty good package that works. Um, so we have to continue that success, but we want to want to run good everywhere. So uh, I feel like we've been we've been had a, had a good year, but kind of like Austin says, I think we've had 17 rainouts. So it's like you just cannot get any kind of rhythm. It's you get run one night, take two weeks off, and then you get a half a night in, and we seem like we've did all the work. You know, we don't get rained out pre-race. We go through hot laps and qualifying in the heat race, and then you get rained out. We still have to go to the car wash, still have to Ugh, do all the maintenance the on the worst. car. So and and you don't get a check. So. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful weather today, beautiful weather tomorrow and Saturday. So hopefully this is a sign of what's to come uh, the rest of the summer for us. For sure. That is for sure. Brian, I, I want to go back two weeks. Uh, it was your fourth World of Outlaw win. So you've done that before and won those races. And it's your umpteenth win at Knoxville. But And, and, and the, the expression on your face, the excitement in victory lane, two weeks later, uh, how, how special is that looking back on that night, getting, the, getting that first World of Outlaw win at, at home at Knoxville? Yeah, it's big, you know, it's something that, you know, dreaming as a, as a kid dreaming, you just you get everyone an outlaw show, you tell yourself, man, it'd be so cool to win it at Knoxville. Right, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure Austin would say the same thing. So Absolutely. we, uh, it didn't work out as planned. We got other wins in North Carolina and Arizona and actually close to home in Kansas City, Kansas. But uh, when you win in Arizona, you don't, you appreciate every outlaw win, obviously, but, you know, you get a couple kids come down, you sign autographs, you don't know who they are. Next thing you know, you're yeah. on to the next track. And, uh we were able to win at Knoxville and seeing a lot of the fans that we have been there since day one and we knew how important it was for a local to win for those guys too. So it was big, but you're only as good as your last race. We <laughs> backed that up with a seventh the next night. So uh, if you're going to win a race on the weekend, you probably want to win Saturday Second night <laughs> just because that kind of carries over a bit, the Friday night one. But uh, we're excited because we were really good both nights. We just didn't get the exact track position on Saturday night. So we're looking forward to the next month and a half uh, with the races we have coming up. Austin, a few of the drivers have said that Jackson races a bit like Knoxville. Um, setup wise for the car, is it similar? Uh, yeah, a little bit. It's got a little bit tighter corners, but it uh, even since they've shortened it, I think I heard Carson say he still thinks yeah. it races like a big track, and I agree. It's kind of funny they shortened it, and I think we're still within 10 or 15 points of gear where we were. So, uh, yeah, it definitely races like a big track. It's fast. I think it almost might be a little bit faster just because you carry so much more speed around here, whereas on the other configuration, it was like two drag strips, and you kind of have to run down in there and stop. But uh, now it's kind of like a circle, and you can carry a lot of speed. So, uh uh, the beginning of the night will be very important. Hopefully this wind dries the racetrack out a little bit, or maybe not too much because I drew about last. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll be, hopefully we can get a little greasy at the beginning there and give us a little bit of an advantage. Carson, when we uh, when we look at Austin, I'm sorry, when we look, I had Carson Macedo's name there. Um, when we look at um, at your season and the, you talked about the rainouts, the lack of rhythm as far as that goes. 
Um, what's that mean around the house? I mean, you know, I mean, I haven't seen any Terry in a sombrero or dancing or anything <laughs> like that. Is Can't it? afford to go to Mexican anymore. No, well, there it's we a, go. Is it? Is it? You know, do you just do you just have a regular Friday or Saturday night at home? What's What's that like when you get in that spot? Uh, it, it's It stinks, honestly. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, we. Uh, you know, you like he said, you kind of go there to the racetrack and everything yeah, looks good, and then Mother Nature has a different has a different plan for the night, and just can't get any sort of rhythm and. You're constantly looking at your phone. I got three weather apps on my phone, and every every weekend it seems like you're just God. praying that one says something positive, and they never hope, do. You put man. your <laughs> hope in that one that no, gives you a glimmer, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but it just hasn't been that way, so it's good. I'm glad on the way down here I thought it might today might be in jeopardy, but I'm glad Mother Nature's uh, opened up the skies with some sun and wind to help dry this place out, and I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Todd's done a great job with the facility and, and putting up big money, which, which draws big crowds and makes things a real event. So uh, hopefully we can have a good weekend and, and show – what the Knoxville guys have compared to the Outlaws. Yep. Brian, you mentioned that when you have the rainouts that you don't get your paycheck and you own your own team. That's one thing we haven't talked about too much is, is the financial hit. I mean, yes, it's boring, and yes, you're not in a rhythm, but there's a major financial hit to your team, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, as an owner, you kind of look at it a couple of different ways. It costs so much to roll the car out of the trailer to be able to race. So as an owner, sometimes a rainout, and if it's not a good pay, uh, you actually probably would make money. But as the, on the driver end of it, if you don't race, you know, you, you don't make any money. I mean, that's yeah. how Austin eats. That's how I eat. So you kind of I've got to kind of wear a couple of different hats. But you, you put partners together to race. Yeah. And you put partners together to race 70 or 80 times a year. So you do not want to rain out a quarter of your schedule at the end of the year just because it's just not good for anybody. Uh, yeah. Our partners put together schedules built around our schedule uh, to race, not to rain out. So uh, it's important to be able to have, have races. Uh, we've got a great partner, our JD Welding partner was something that just came about middle of last year and they came on again this year. So they're obviously a part of this show. I believe they're doing something with you guys and you know they're camped out here and um, just partners like that. You know, we, we want to race, but back to your original question. Um, yeah, uh, as an owner, it can be kind of a double-edged yeah. sword. So, uh, but as an owner, and you have paid crew guys. You know, you you don't. That's going to be there no matter if that's November or yeah. that's August when it rains out. So, uh, what Austin said is kind of funny about to the weather app. Yeah. You know it's kind of you know what your season has been if you look and say sixty and seventy percent man we got a good chance of getting this one in. If you're saying <laughs> 60, yeah, sixty last year thirty forty percent I was like oh Alyssa yes. we're racing no matter what and now it's like no sixty like yeah. oh man we have a good chance this weekend forty percent chance it's not gonna rain yeah so, <laughs> so it's that's, just a weird that's, that's where the no, mentality's at <laughs> no that's that's fascinating and I think you're right on that it's like well it, it's just where we're at in 2019. 60 is a good number now yeah I mean it's just. It's unheard of. I mean, you think of 17 rainouts for our team, and you know, Austin races for a living. I think he's ran four or five times. Yeah. So it's like, as I told my guys at lunch, as I told my guys at lunch today, we have about another week and a half here of kind of just treading water, and then business picks up. So uh, we're we're looking forward to the business picks up piece, and it's kind of full bore ahead. And those, uh, you can get a lot of stuff done in the shop preparing wise that you maybe wouldn't get done or that. July 28th, that night would have been 11 o'clock or midnight at the shop night that you can get stuff prepared where you're more prepared to go, where your guys are more focused, they can go home and be with their families and things like that. So uh, it's not all lost, but we definitely want to be racing. For sure. Austin, with only a handful of races under your belt, does it affect your confidence when you come in here to a place like Jackson where you know the Outlaws have run 30-something shows so far this year? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, we've been kind of up and down this year consistency-wise. So, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Every time I mean, every time you have a bad night, you want to get right to that next night, and it seems like we have a bad night and we have to sit for a month, <laughs> you know. So yeah. uh, when you have a good night, you don't really care. You're the last guy that won or whatever. You can sit there for it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You're high on the horse. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I would say it affects your confidence a little bit, but every day is a new day, and you got to come out here and try to do your best to win, and that's what we're going to try and do. And, you know, go out there and stand on the gas and, and do the best we can. And like I say, I always say, me and Troy got to make the best decisions we can collectively about our race car. And and uh, just see what we can do. Well, it's Casey's General Store night, and our Casey driver's joining us. Brownie, we appreciate your time. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, good to be here. I mean, it's uh, like Austin said earlier, this is becoming, there's a lot of races we go to throughout the country. There's not a lot of events, and this is an event, yeah. you know, when you can get Wing Nation here, you know you're getting somewhere. So uh, we're, we're pumped about that, and you you can see what Todd's, you know, did the facility. If, if you would have came here 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago, you, you, you would, looks like a whole different place. So uh, we're excited. Um, I feel like the crowd is going to get bigger and bigger as this goes on, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, 
to making this a, a long-term, one of the premier events in the country. For sure. Austin, thanks for the time. Best of luck here this weekend. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There on. we go. Austin McCarl and Brian Brown joining us. Stay with us. Jacob Allen, Linton Jeffrey, they're in the on-deck circle. We're going to bring those two fine gentlemen up to the stage next. Weikert's Livestock Incorporated, located just west of historic Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, has over 65 years' experience buying and selling cattle. We buy and sell quality feeder cattle from the Shenandoah Valley through the mountains of West Virginia. For more information, call us at 717-642-8412. And don't forget next year's Bob Weikert Memorial Race over the Memorial Day weekend at the Speed Palace. Port Royal Speedway in Port Royal, Pennsylvania. Meet the new Casey's.com. Whether you're at home or on the go, you're always one fast click away from a Casey's pizza. Try the new Casey's.com today. The easier, faster, friendlier way to order pizza. Instilled with Drydeen's heritage of performance, Drydeen Diesel All Def is built for the demands of today's diesel engines. Drydeen Diesel All Def is perfect for owners and operators of on-road and off-road diesel trucks and cars that now require diesel exhaust fluid. Drydeen, official motor oil and official diesel exhaust fluid of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. And as always, American-owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, this is Minnesota Mafia Winged Nation, presented by Casey's General Store and Drydeen. Live from the Agco Jackson Nationals, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. Oh, yeah, the show continues. The beer garden's filling up. we got a great group of fans are joining us here. The penalty box is open and slinging some drinks, and so we are set for a good time. We are on the Miller Lite stage. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post, some of our regular partners, Plan B Sales, Hefner Racing Products, Aggressive Hydraulics, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour, some of our partners that with us each and every year. Joining us now here on the stage, part of Team Drydeen. Of course, Drydeen, one of our partners here. Jacob Allen's in the house. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I am fantastic, doing really, really well. Alongside, Litton Jeffries here. Hey, man, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always good to see you. Litton, um, you've been you've been fighting the same battles every other Midwestern driver, getting races. And how many races have you had this year? Um, this will be number 10. Oh, we've been, that's, I hate that that's our theme here, Aaron, but uh, that is our theme of the lack of races. It sure is. I feel like we saw Jacob earlier in the hotel, and you, know, you had your sweatshirt on, and I felt like, man, he's probably done that a lot this year. Just walked around the hotel, looking at the radar, saw your dad checking the radar as well. Uh, talk about your, your season so far, and luckily you've still gotten a race probably 30 times, but you've dealt with your fair share of rainouts. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have rained out a lot. So everybody's rained out a lot. Um, yeah, it's crazy how nice of a day it is now. I mean, definitely sitting <laughs> sitting at the hotel today, you definitely it didn't it doesn't feel like you're supposed to race, but uh, it's good that we are going to get the race. And uh, uh, the season's been pretty good. Um, you know, just it's you know it all kind of is the same. You have your good nights and you have your bad nights, and uh, you're always trying to win. And you, if you don't win, you go back the next night and try to do your best to win again. So that's, that's kind of how it goes usually. Linton Jeffrey here is, is, is here as well. Linton, um, what the 10 races you've ran, how do you feel you, where you're at? What are you working on? What's kind of assess what, what you've been working through here with these 10 races you have got in this year? I, I think this is the uh, the funnest 10 races I've done, really. really? I, I uh, And I, I say that because I, um, I, I'm in a completely new situation okay. for me. I, as you know, I've always owned my own race teams and, and I, you know, I'm the owner driver, I've got to worry about everything. And uh, it's a different situation now. I don't own the race team, and uh, um, Brian Ridge owns a race team, and his two boys, uh, Cody and Austin. And uh, it's just a lot of pressure off me. I just, I, 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 you know, I tell them what we're doing, and uh, you know, I have a lot of, I have a big team, a lot of, a lot of uh, voluntary help, um, and it, it's just, um, I've, I've amalgamated basically a new team and my old team together. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun, and. And we aren't racing for championships, which is something I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not used to. And we're missing a week here and there, and, and just um, staying ready. So, uh, what's sad is, is we a lot of times we've missed the week when it's racing, and then when we've gone to race, it's rained out. So, so we've doubly lost out on a couple of races. But that's all part of it. And um, but I'm, it's just very relaxed. We're having fun, and and I think we're reasonably fast. Linton, having fun and not really being the sole owner of your team. 
It, it, have you, are you racing better, more relaxed? Has it affected you on track? Well, I mean, uh, two weeks ago, we sort of hit it, you know, after seven or eight races getting to learn. We, we were at Lake Ozarks, put, uh, uh, put in the dash there with the Outlaws, basically our second night out. And the boys are still learning. They've really never been in a sprint car pit before. So my guys from before are kind of teaching them. But when we go away, those guys uh, are more based around Knoxville. So we're on our own. And so it's up to me to kind of guide them and help them learn. Um, so there's some mistakes that happen, but you know, it's all part of it. And just that, that pressure that's not on me and not on the team. Everything we do is fantastic. We're just, we leave happy every day and, and we've been fast. It, it, you know, um, two weeks ago, we ran a couple thirds. Um, you know, we were on the podium at Knoxville, on the podium at a track called Donaldson um, with a mower uh, series, which, which was really fun. And then, uh, so we had a great weekend, which sprung brought us into the, um, the Outlaws. And, and, you know, we had a great weekend last weekend. We, we put in the dash on Saturday night. Again, I set fast time, which is always nice to do in the Outlaws. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so um, we have a really fast car and, and we have a team that's gelling and building a lot of confidence. And, and it's just a really fun time for me. Man, that does sound great. That sounds just phenomenal. Really, truly is fun stuff. Jacob, as you guys have evolved, while it's the same team, it's a different team in that Dryden has come on board. And, and now as we're in the mid-season portion of this, and, and it's allowed your grandfather or your father to get more parts and pieces, a little bit more help along the way. How, how has it been different now as you've rolled through this year with a little bit better funding on this race team? Uh, it's it's definitely been better. Yeah, you don't have that uh, stress of uh, yeah. running out of motors. I'd say that's probably our biggest thing that you don't stress out about. We're always, you know, get to the summertime, you get excited for the big races, and and I think more tracks that we look forward to. And you know, before you're worrying about, oh man, like my motor's getting tired, or I can't compete as good because uh, my motor's getting tired, or it blows up, and that kind of thing. So. That, that's really nice that we have, you know, fresh motors all the time. And uh, just from having the driving sponsorship and our experience of being out on the Outlaw Tour, it's, it's really grown to be something pretty, pretty neat. Um, we have two full-time guys working on my car and two full-time guys working on Logan's car. So we're, uh, we're still hands-on and we teach those guys and, and we kind of just work as our own little like things. And um, it's just really became something pretty big when it was just, uh, you know, you never, I never saw that it was going to become something like this. You just kind of did it year and day after day after day, and you just worked hard, and, and that's just how you rolled, and uh, it's turned into something pretty cool. We've got to go to a break here. We've got to wrap it up. But Linton, when Bobby Allen told us all about five years ago he was going to take these two kids on the road, what did, what did you think? I thought he's the only person in the whole world who could do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he's one of my heroes. Um, you know, somebody that I, I've looked up to um, long before I ever drove a sprint car. And I was fortunate enough to meet him in Australia when I was just a boy. And uh, a guy by the name of Bill, Bill Roberts was really great friends and worked for him and worked with him. And, and he was like a brother to me. So I, I was fortunate enough to get around Bobby in his prime when he was winning races. And he was just so cool and calm. And he had a little finger out. He, you know what I mean? He just was really calm and cool. And he, he just was so fast, you know what I mean? And he did it his way. It was never, everyone was balls to the wall. And he was just so cruisy calm. And just, yeah. he was just, it was something I learned. I feel like, you know, if ever I've been fortunate enough to um, be, you know, uh, you know, somebody that runs the bottom, I felt like, uh, you know, it's that, uh, I, I idolized somebody who was good at it. And, and it, it wanted, made me want to do it. And, and I think it's probably helped my racing career, uh, you know, in the sense that, um, you know, when you're, when you're trying to run your own team and afford to do it, you got to be able to go do that well because it's the way you're going to compete and and keep your equipment underneath you. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, he's very lucky to be the, the son of, of, of somebody who's a legend in the sport. Yeah, and it has been so much fun to watch from all the naysayers off the bat to watch these guys roll around the country now. It has been cool. Jacob, we wish you the best. Thanks for joining us Thanks. and uh, wish you the best this weekend. Thanks for having me. Linton, always a pleasure, man. I love, love hearing your story. Love, love the spring in your step that we see with this new <laughs> deal this year. We wish you the best out here racing this weekend. Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. Linton Jeffrey and Jacob Allen joining us here. It is Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Dry Dean. We need to step away. We're not done. James McFadden and Brooke Tadnell are in the house. We're going all Aussie on you. What well, we just had Linton, we were 50% Aussie. Now we're going all Aussie on you here for the final segment of the show. Stay with us, everyone.
JD Welding and Machine is a family-owned and operated DOT cargo tank inspection facility dedicated to quality, customer satisfaction, and being there when you need us. JD Welding and Machine is your number one source for certified welding, fabrication, and machining services. We've been providing high-quality service for 40 years. We are DOT certified and specialize in tank trailer testing, repair, and maintenance. JD Welding and Machine are proud partners with Brian Brown Racing, where performance and quality come together. Bell Helmets and TL Racing have teamed up to provide trackside sales and service to dirt tracks and racers across the upper Midwest. You'll find the highest level of sales and service for grassroots racing. Look for the TL Racing Bell Helmets trailer at events for service, maintenance, and the ability to do most factory repairs for Bell Helmets on site. TL Racing is an authorized Bell dealer and will have helmets available trackside to ensure a proper fit. For more information, check out at TL Racing LLC on social media or go to Bell Racing. Com. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, this is Minnesota Mafia Winged Nation, presented by Casey's General Store and Riding. Live from the Adco Jackson Nationals, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. Having a ball, getting ready to kick it off. Night number one of the 41st annual Adco Jackson Nationals. It is Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation, presented by Dryden. Some of our regular weekly partners, Sage Fruit, Hercules Tires, Dryden, Red Brand Fence, Weld Racing, Classic Ink, Screen Printing and Embroidery. Those of you here on the grounds, we've got Wing Nation gear right here next to the stage. So stop down and make sure you get your Wing Nation gear before we get out of here today. Let's go right back to it because we are stage full of more great race car drivers down under in Australia on this whole set. Uh, James McFadden's in the house driving for Casey Kane. Hey man, how are you? Good, how are you guys? I am doing well. And alongside is Brooke Tadnell. Brooke, good to see you, man. Always great to have you. Good to see you, mate. I, tell, I call you mate because I, only because Ashley's not here, but I don't yeah. want you getting all giddy <laughs> and jerky and this whole okay this whole thing started ashley strummy our co-host you see her on the map tv show something happens with the australian accent and she zones out she loses her mind i don't know it's giddy she loses her mind poor james was the first one we ever we called james up on the phone and she started to ask a question and then she vapor locked on us and james on the phone not knowing what's going on she's rolling around on the floor i'm over there trying to figure out if we needed to get oxygen to her Craig's on the other side of the glass, so yeah, we'll be all right. We've yeah, got no, yeah. no Ashley outburst with the no, Australian no, conversation. I mean, yeah, I like I, the accent, but I don't get all yeah. <laughs> There we go. There we go. James uh, picked up the ride here and have been rolling along with Casey Kane running the uh, Wicked Energy car. Um, how have things been going? How do you, uh, you know, how do you assess where you guys have been running at? Yeah, it's been uh, super fun driving the Wicked Energy gum car. It's, uh, you know, it was a pretty crazy phone call when I was yeah. sitting on the couch. Uh, it, was, it was good. I'd rather be here than winter at home, so... Yeah, we've been rolling pretty good. Uh, results on paper probably don't show yeah. uh, as much speed as we've had. Um, but we'll turn that around hopefully this weekend. It's it's cool to be here. I haven't been here before, so uh, looking forward to this weekend, and uh, hopefully we can get the, the car to the front. Yep. And, Brooke, talk about you, your year. I mean, obviously everyone's dodging the rain outs and the rain drops, but I know you, you got a win here earlier this year, correct? Yeah, we ran a 360 here, and we yeah. ran pretty good here. We uh, picked up one of the uh, Midwest Power Series races with the 360s, but... Uh, we've really been struggling with the 410 program. Um, I'd like to say that the results don't show our speed, but the results are showing our speed. We're slow right now. Mm, yeah. Wow. One of the uh, things, those of you here in the uh, in the beer garden can see it, those of you watching on Facebook, you brought your crew chief with you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm bitching about the crew chief, bitching about the car not being fast, so the crew chief came to make sure <laughs> I didn't throw him under the bus. But, uh, yeah, he's the crew chief on the 55 TK Cron Creek team, and uh, he does a good job. But, yeah, we are just got to get up to speed. We're just lacking not a little of experience, a little of advice, and we need like a Guy Forbrook or a uh, Mike Woodring to come in to spend a night testing with us to try and get us on track to see where I'm missing yeah. it. We're missing it on fuel or gear, but you know, waiting for Mike Woodring to ring your backs like waiting for Casey Kane to call me because he's firing James McFadden. It just wow. not, doesn't Wait seem to be happening. Breaking news! Oh, oh man, <laughs> better get on him for that. <laughs> yeah. James, you mentioned the phone call from Casey Kane and how cool it was. It you know, rather be over here, obviously, racing than in the winter in Australia. But driving for Casey, obviously top flight equipment, but what is it like? I mean, can you pick from his brain and, and Brad? It's just such a great operation. I was actually talking to Justin about this, the crew chief on the nine. I said Casey's probably the easiest car owner I've driven for in the fact that it's 
it's never the driver's fault it's always the crew <laughs> so uh yeah no, he's been uh, he's been really cool to drive for just that whole team obviously they're a, they're a world-class world of outlaws team and uh you know i've driven for a lot of good car owners and and really good people and uh this is just a it's just a different level um and i really think it's benefited my, my career and the way that i approach things now and uh the way i'm going to approach things in the future so yeah it's been it's been fun uh the whole crew's really easy to work with i have 100 percent faith that the car's going to be right and and then you can just concentrate on your job as a driver you know james you're in an interesting spot because and, and, and you guys know and linton knows this aaron knows it. we all have seen it along the way that if you want a career with stability sprint car racing it's not that okay and you're in a very strange spot because right now uh, you're waiting on a doctor's assessment to find out if you have a ride next, and it and has nothing to do with you, actually. I'm uh, waiting to hear. How, how, I mean, it's a great opportunity you have with Casey. Do you have contingency plans, if A or B? The story is Casey's meeting with some doctors sometime along the way here. It might be this week, or it might even been today, and if he's cleared to race, then he's going to jump back in the car. If not, James is going to be in the car through the Nationals. How do you look at this? Are you just one day at a time? How do you do it? Yeah, basically one day at a time. At the end of the day, I wasn't coming over anyway. So, okay, uh, you're ahead of the curve then, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we've done, this will be 15 races after this weekend. And um, like I said, it's it's definitely helped my racing career and okay, program yeah. and the way I look at it. So anything more is a bonus. But at the end of the day, it's it's Casey's car. And, and I'd rather sure. see Casey in it than, than me because he's done a lot for the sport and, and for me. So, yeah, if, if I'm... I guess lucky enough to stay in if Casey did a medical examination on this guy he wouldn't be fit and they wouldn't classify him <laughs> mentally fit to put him in a race car how does that work Wait, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, I wanna, what's the explanation behind that well <laughs> Brooks kind of mentored me a lot through my career and uh, it's rubbed off I didn't teach <laughs> you to crash you learned that all on your own buddy. Oh God. where did you where did where did you two first come across? Where did you first see this young guy? I from? think I'll teach that. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, this would be um, good. How old were you? About three. I was six. Well, I knew I knew in the pits. I worked on cars a lot, like what Garrett's doing, and knew him through the pits. But my first race in a 410 with World Series, I actually beat him in the heat race, and thought I was pretty cool. Wow. And you know, <laughs> chest pumped it and thought I was pretty badass. And the next heat race, I flip through the catch fence but uh well, it happens. yeah so from then on he's kind of taken me under his wing and uh you know helped me a lot through my career with, with driving advice and the way to do things and, and coming over here and and i think now it's kind of cool uh i help him a lot at home and and we yeah. you know bounce ideas and advice off each other so yeah he's been a big part of my career as much as i hate to say it wow. well maybe it is something about him being a mentor i mean i i flipped out of the track with him there too and he was <laughs> helping me so Wait a minute. Uh, there might be a common factor here the, the funniest thing about that heat race his first heat race we were just talking about different things that he came into the so sport and was so smooth um and now he's and then went through the smooth stage to the erratic stage but the funniest thing about that heat race i was running second and i'm like there was a red flag and i pulled up next to him and i'm like yelling at him and he would not look at me and i'm like oi james and he wouldn't look and i'm like slow yourself down i cannot beat you if you slow yourself down he just wouldn't look at me he's like i don't know what this idiot's yelling at me for but i, I was in trouble <laughs> I was about this big then, too. That's so. a fantastic story. Oh, my gosh. It's great. That's what I love about having our shows and getting guys together here because the connections that we find, obviously, Australia with both of you guys, but it is it is phenomenal. It really, truly is. Really, truly is. Well, guys, we certainly wish you the best. I know driver's meeting's coming up in three or four minutes, so we need to, need to get you back in there. James, we wish you the best this weekend. Thank you. And down the road, wherever, whenever, wherever <laughs> you go, we wish you the best as, as it continues on. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. There we go. Drives that Wicked Energy Gum car. And, Brooke, it is always fun. We appreciate you bringing the crew to Garrett along. And uh, we wish you the best as you find some speed in that car this weekend. We'll be fine. He's turning wrenches. He'll get us up to speed. We'll be right. We were over there, and he literally changed the gears yeah. while Aaron and I were talking to Brooke. Brooke's hands are perfectly clean. Garrett's hands are all dirty working on the car. So uh, it is it is neat. It really truly is. But thanks for joining us, Brooks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. There we have it. That is Brooke Tattenall and James McFadden. And that is going to put a wrap on this one.
Drivers meeting is coming up, then we're going to put some heat in the motors, and we're getting ready to go racing here tonight. It is the 41st annual Agco Jackson Nationals, and it is going to be epic. Hey, if you are here in the Jackson area, one of the things I think Brownie or someone talked about all the events going yes. on here. Tomorrow, 8 a.m. until noon, the Jackson Lions Club Pancake Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Erin's going to go over and flip some hotcakes. <laughs> You should have seen her. She had about 15 feet in the air. <laughs> 10 to 6 tomorrow. Jackson Racing Hall of Fame exhibit in the Red Building. Hey, tomorrow, join us on Facebook Live, or if you're here, obviously, in the um, in the over to Agco's open house, 10.30 to 1.30. We're going to talk to a yep. bunch of drivers over there. Beanbag tournament at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow night, following the races, the Jeremy Duwall Band right here in the Beer Garden. That's just Friday. Same sort of activity on Saturday. It is a great, great weekend here in Jackson. Mother Nature has left the building, yes. and we're getting ready to go racing. I know. I'm excited. And it's been, and, and I hope now that we get through this one, that our conversation about rainouts, this will be our last time yeah, talking about it. I know. I feel it. like all season long, that's been such a hot topic, and it's not a fun topic. No. First question we've talked about. So it has been uh, absolutely uh, great. Great, great to hang out here and to talk with everybody and to uh, and, and to hang out. It is uh, gearing up to be a really, really good night of racing. Preliminary night tonight, so a traditional World of Outlaw yep. race tonight. And uh, I didn't I didn't see a car count, but it looks like a it lot. Of, we've healthy, seen a yeah. lot of a lot of invaders here. Of course, the Midwestern guys. So our buddy Wayne Johnson's here. Jack Hodenshield's yep. in the house. So uh, you know it's going to be wild with the wild child here. So. <laughs> oh yes. So it's always exciting. Good stuff, that is for sure. And you can follow along with us with all of our social media on Wing Nation and all of uh, the great uh, the great stuff we do there as well. I'm looking at that beer stand, Aaron, and uh, they've got, uh, looks like they got a frosty cold one with our <laughs> hey, name on I, it. I think I see it right hey, there. We had we already had now our friends with the Jello shots <laughs> oh, over here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so neat stuff. Hey, if you're here on the grounds at the Jackson Fairgrounds, you can come right over to the stage right now and buy a Wing Nation hat, a Wing Nation shirt, Wing Nation sticker. And of course, you can get those if you're joining us here on Facebook Live or on wingnation.com. You can go to wingnation.com and get your Wing Nation gear. So it has been an absolute ball. We appreciate Ian Madsen and Justin Henderson to Carson Macedo and Mark Dobmeyer to Brian Brown and Linton Jeffrey, Jacob Allen, Austin McCarl, James McFadden, and Brooke Tattle for joining us. We say it every time and we mean it though. More important than all of that, thank you for joining us here. Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Dryden here at the Jackson Nationals. This has been Minnesota Mafia Winged Nation, presented by Casey's General Store and by Driving from the 41st Annual Jackson Nationals. For more Winged Sprint Car news, talk, and information, go to wingednation.com or follow Winged Nation on Facebook or Twitter. This has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.